Hello and welcome to Decoding Duchenne, brought to you by the charity Duchenne UK, with me, Claire Runacres. The people most passionate about accelerating treatments for Duchenne muscular dystrophy are those who live with it every day. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, the wider family and dear friends. They are the bravest advocates and incredibly driven fundraisers and their support is helping Duchenne UK change the entire landscape of the condition. Many set up a so-called family fund, a sort of charity within a charity under the umbrella of Duchenne UK. And I'm joined now by a number of parents who've done just that. Charlotte and Daniel Wakeling, hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Yeah. And I understand that you've set up a family fund quite recently. Can you tell me how, first of all, why you decided to do that and how it went? Our son was diagnosed with Duchenne in um, November. So obviously, you know, the initial impact of finding out, of you know, that's, you know, I don't know, can't, can't even explain it with words. We just wanted, once we sort of got our heads, I suppose, around it, not that you can ever get your head around it, we wanted to raise money and just fund, put as much money as possible as we could raise into finding a cure, finding something that's going to help. So we researched charities. Obviously, I spoke to um, Duchenne UK. Alex was so helpful, spoke to her quite a lot on the phone. Um, and they just... It, just seemed right to fundraise for Duchenne UK. Um, I, I think that's a very natural thing for a parent, the desire to take action when something like this happens. But sometimes it can be a little bit bewildering how you do that. Did you find that Duchenne UK was able to help you? Yes, yeah, definitely. So much, so much own reading the things we were sent, speaking to Alex, speaking to um, Molly Darla. We spoke to a lot of people and the help was, you know, great. And um, one of the things I did say to was, don't, whatever you do, don't worry about fundraising, don't worry about that. You know, if you want any help personally, any anything at all, put fundraising to the side. You know, we're here for you if you want anything. But obviously, for us, you know, we know money is what is going to help the research. So, you know, we wanted to sort of do that as soon as we could yeah. and start, start making you know make an impact with that as make, soon as possible really. so yeah Daniel what's the purpose of a family fund for us I know a lot of our family immediately wanted to do something to help and obviously their way of doing something would be for us is to raise money towards the uh, towards the charity so it was one of the driving reason for not just for us to raise money but it helps with the family get involved and feel like they're you know, to them doing something so to speak and it just seemed really easy to set it up really easy to start fundraising without having any implications of setting up charity or anything you you, you know you've got a mini charity within the charity i suppose mm. i guess <laughs> we're also joined by um anna and mark clark when did you set up your family fund we set up a family fund two and a half years ago just shortly after our son jack was diagnosed we wanted to take action, we wanted to feel like we were doing something about it to, um, to raise money, but not to raise money that goes into a, an empty pot. So we chose Duchenne UK because they're so transparent with um, how they raise money, what the money gets spent on, they have low overheads, and we really wanted to be able to have a say as to where that money goes. So to be able to put it forward for the projects that we feel that are pertinent to us um, for, that would help Jack in, and other boys within their lifetime so that it's not just a case of and, and so that we could be true to our supporters so that we could be true to our family and friends who are giving up time and doing amazing challenges and giving money out of their own pocket so that we could really be honest with them to know that every single penny that they're raising is going towards a treatment to find something that will help with the quality of life 
or for, towards a cure. Mark, was it hard to do that? No, it was, it, was, it was pretty easy to be honest, but taking back when was Jack was first diagnosed, all we could think about was, was fundraising. Obviously, we were new to us, you, you know, we'd never heard of the condition before, you know, life kind of changed forever that day really, but it's quite a case of through the tears you want to fight and you're not going to give up and you know, you're not going to just take your six monthly check at the NHS, you know, you're going to stand up and be counting basically, but I was, we started, I did a couple of runs for, I won't name the other agency, but I asked them if I could have a breakdown of the money, it was about £13,000 and they could have told me anything, you know, I'm not one for stats anyway if I'm honest, but they just said no, we can't, we can't tell you that. That's when we started doing more research to thinking, is that a charity? And then Anna stumbled across Emily, and uh, it's made it's improved our lives dramatically. Being being a part of Douche in UK, but just you know the whole community and it eases a hard life. What was also easy is we wanted to be able to brand it so that people bought into it so that it was um, a charity name that was more meaningful than I guess what you know the condition itself so um, we've called our family fund Jack's Mission and so therefore it means people know that they're fundraising for Jack and the branding of that was really easy. We've got our own logo that Duchenne UK helped us with, um, set up a page, helped us with any um, fundraising pages, if we need any t-shirts or vests and things like that. So that just makes it all really easy because people, like Mark said, straight away want to start doing something and they're asking, you know, at time of diagnosis, asking you all this stuff of, have you got a write-up on this? Have you got a brand for this? Um, have you got a page for this? And it's really overwhelming at a time because, you, you know, you're not an expert in running a charity. You're just a parent that's found yourself in, in this shock, situation. Yes. So that made it all very easy. It's not easy to set up a charity because they're all kind of legal requirements and things. Presumably this saves you that. Absolutely. So we haven't got the, you know, we didn't have the funds or the infrastructure or the desire to, to run, set up a charity. So let's leave that to the experts, allow them to, to do what's really crucial, speaking to the clinicians, speaking to the pharmacy companies, um, paving the way from a regulatory point of view. And that will free them up by helping them to raise the money to you know to enable them to have the time to do that so you've already started fundraising and have you started fundraising you guys yes sort of yeah, <laughs> and our first got, event yeah the first one coming up on the 6th of april which we're doing starting something easy you know something nice and <laughs> what's the word not a serious run if you know what i mean just like a fun um uh, it's called glow in the park yeah so we're doing that with 16 people doing it all together or friends um family yeah. Um, that's the first one. Then um, my father-in-law, well, Dan's dad, um, is organising a walk up Snowden. So there's quite a few people doing that, and that'll be in August. So there's lots of different little events. We're thinking of, you know, doing friends want to do different things for us, don't yeah. they? So, yeah, we're, we're planning a whole host of. Uh, You've had a little bit more experience <laughs> on the fundraising front. What's what's worked and what hasn't? So we initially did a tough murder, and there was about friends of friends of friends this was you know the first event that we did so everybody really got behind that so there was about 60 people in the end um, that did that and so that was massively successful we've um, done a, a ball which was hard work to get companies interested to, to sponsor but but worth it as well but it's probably not something that we do every year because of the time resource from our perspective 
But then what we found, certainly in the last year, which has been brilliant, is because we've had a couple of years of fundraising and raising awareness, then friends of friends start you know so you get into different circles of, of fundraising so you're not it's not your own friends and family always reaching in their pocket so yeah strangers have, have come and approached us and we've been able to to help and support them in either doing um, a physical event or um, like putting on a social event so quizzes cheese and wine evenings all of those sorts of things really and working through Duchenne UK you have access to the to the bigger more showcase iconic events like the London Marathon have you found that helpful they'll offer up places and you can take them if you want them yes so we personally haven't taken up one but um, we've got a friend of ours that's about to do the one in April so um, so that's been very useful that they've been able to take that place good luck with all your fundraising (laughs) And you can find details about all those family funds on the website www.duchenneuk.org and see what exciting and inspiring events they have planned. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, recommend us to your friends and join us next time. Bye.